Hi, I'm Alex Freycon. You're listening to My Therapist and I, a podcast that isn't just about therapy, it is therapy. More specifically, my therapy. Why is it so hard to be kind to ourselves? I don't know. It's something that I apparently struggle with. And in this episode, Dr. Steve encourages me to think about a world in which I cut myself a little bit of slack. But that's not before I complain a lot. So, hey, hope you enjoy. Almost like you were afraid to break it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, what's up? I'll just ask you that. What's up? I, uh, it's been a while. When was the last time we met? Last week. Last session. Last session. A lot has happened. I went on, a, I drove my parents' car up. Yeah, that's the thing you look forward to, huh? Yep. From Florida to Minnesota. Do you Eight. listen to all of our podcasts? I listened to two. To two of them, the most yep. recent? The last two, yeah. Yeah. Um, 1,800 miles in two days, 13 hours a day. So a lot of time. Did you just listen to the last two on a loop over and over again? I listened to them on the kind of home stretch. I think I was near Rochester. No, I was probably just on the border of Iowa and Minnesota, mm-hmm. and I listened to them. And then it's really funny. I got an email once that it was like a hate mail. No, the service that I upload the podcasts on, they track like analytics. Yeah. And like gave me a recap. They're like, hey, great news. Your number, your top five, the podcast is top five in Ireland in mental health, you know? I was like, that's, I got that email once. I was like, that's really strange. And then I was poking around. There's another podcast out in existence. Um, when you when you Spotify search My Therapist and I, what pops up is this other um, podcast called My Therapist Ghosted Me. And it's basically two women just talking about life. I think one of them, her, her therapist ghosted her. And so she uses that as like, I don't know. So they're our main competition. Well, I checked them out. I was like, I've, they've come up a bunch. I wanted to see what they're about. Just they're in, just in Ireland. Just two Irish women talking about mental health. And I was like, oh, maybe people were searching for that podcast accidentally. And that's why we rocketed up in the rankings in Ireland. But it was uh, the title of the podcast really didn't have any. They didn't talk about like mental health. They just sort of talk about they shoot the breeze but oh. I, I think the <clears throat> this the idea behind it is that you know she's so she was too much for her personality was too big or her problems were oh. too much for her therapist so yeah. they they approach it in a comedic sense i don't know it was entertaining just because they were both entertaining characters and the irish accent is just Something about it that amuses me. They're probably saying something right now about our (laughs) Minnesota accent. I'll uh, shoot them a note and say, hey. You betcha. Yeah. I'll send them this episode and say, hey, if you guys want to critique us in our accent. But it's hard for me to imagine that we skyrocketed to number five in Ireland. How many podcasts on mental health are there in Ireland? It's a top five. I mean, that's... I looked it up. I looked at the stats. I was like, it must not be great competition for that like subset. Yeah. You know? um, like maybe we're celebrities there. And I, I would love that. There's a there's a Netflix movie documentary about an artist, a blues artist, in he's in Detroit, mm. had a more or less failed career, ended up working at a bar as a bartender and just like run down 
you know, kind of like a hole in the wall sort of bar. And it turns out the one album he recorded was like platinum in New Zealand mm-hmm. or in one country halfway across the world. They could never, you know, he was planned all the time and he had no idea. Finally, they reached out, asked him to come out there and he played a concert for like 50,000 people or something like that because wow. he was just this, he was like Elvis over there. Cool. It was a really interesting story. You I don't. Th- you ever notice how we always say halfway across the world? Yeah. Instead of, of all the way across yeah. the world? To take it up with the idiom gods. I don't know, man. Because halfway across the world probably wouldn't get you to your destination. No. Nope. You'd get be you halfway. stuck in Belgium or something like yep. that. Like, You'd be halfway yeah. there. Yeah. I, you know, I don't, that's, that's sort of a vicissitude. I'm not into that, Dr. Steve. So you're not into, into what? Vicissitudes. That was a joke because remember how you were like, oh, I'm not very vicissitude-y. I think you're using that word the way Alex wants to use it. Um, So I was listening to the podcast and on a more, dare I say, serious note, it was kind of uncomfortable for me. Not in the sense that me sharing that stuff yeah was uncomfortable but i just i don't know that i i don't know that i like the way that i sounded or you know not i don't i was like man this guy you know listening to myself yeah like this guy just thinks so much and he just analyzes everything you know i felt a little bit of judgment so i just wanted to be like dude chill out you felt like you you were judging you yeah yeah, and okay. I, I don't know if it was the exhaustion. You know, I was an hour 22 <laughs> of my road trip, and, you know, I'd been um, running through. There's these little, uh, you know, there used to be chewing tobacco that evolved into tobacco pouches. Yeah, and that school is, bandits. Yep, and that has now evolved into just nicotine pouches. Uh-huh. No tobacco in them. They're yeah. kind of Zins. So I'd been running through those, and I think I'm sort of at a not the most normal state of mind you know between the driving and the exhaustion and the nicotine but i just found myself being like you didn't like you i didn't like me i didn't like how caught up in myself i sounded i don't know i just i could i was listening to myself talk and i was like this guy spends so much time thinking about things i feel bad for him I've heard the same feedback from people to you. Yeah. Mm. Oh, about the podcast? About Alex. Oh, Alex spends a lot of time thinking about stuff. That doesn't make me feel much better, Doctor Steve. <laughs> You're affirming this insecurity that I have. I don't. I don't. It doesn't have to be an insecurity. It can just be an observation. It's like, yeah. wow, I, I do. Am I overthinking things? Am I thinking things too much? You know, like, yeah. So like, people have been like, he thinks way too much. No, I mean... Are you going to have to walk that one back, Dr. Steve? No, it's not like he thinks way too much. He's like, he yeah. he thinks a lot about stuff. Yeah. And I, at that moment in time... Nicotine... Induced... Induced. <laughs> Alex was very... Uh, not very embarrassed, but I was a little... Felt a little disdain or a little sort of judgment yeah for yourself yeah huh and i just was like man it would be nice to just not think so much so what would what would you like as you're listening in your nicotine induced state what would you want what would you want to say to that alex i think i would just want to say like 
are you like do you do you feel for him do you know that was you're, you're judgy right it was judgy it wasn't a, it wasn't a good feeling of like hey compassion. man it's it's okay like you're fine it was more of like man you're really reaching like you're just looking for stuff to be wrong you're you can't you can't be satisfied you can't be happy with just things as they are i mean you're oh do you hear that that's the buzz okay i'm gonna try and do this we, oh is the caller there I'm gonna have to cut, but you hear this like you probably don't hear it, Um. right? As we were getting some. So I'll be found on the editing room floor. You must have done. You did something. Maybe I was. Being very careful not to break the microphone. You you even commented on that. Yeah, all right, we're back. Sorry, technical difficulty. I had basically had to just put a filter on you because the cord your cord to your cable is faulty, I think. So it causes this like I was jiggling my cord. Oh, you were? Maybe it's uh I think it's this cord. I don't think it's that one. Okay. But anyway, back to what I was saying. I felt like, you know, I was searching for stuff to be wrong and I just seemed like it reminded me of a friend I had. Um, I was just talking to Haley about this. He used to always call me and we, you know, we were friends in college, nice kid. And after college, he would call me and for like 60 minutes, he just would tell me about everything that's wrong in his life or he, everything he was thinking about and just like really intense Mm. And I remember I'd try and get a word in and try and explain things. And he was just like, no, 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 no. I've already thought about that. No, 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 no. It's not that. You know, I've thought about it. I've thought about it. It's Let me go on. I remember at one point I just had to be like, man, I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. You did? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I tried to do it as politely as possible. But I was like, if you want to text me, I'm happy to do that. But I just can't commit, you know, the time and energy. I got a lot going on. It's just mm-hmm. really hard for me. Mm-hmm. But I just sort of listening to myself just reminded me of that and i felt i felt sort of embarrassed like i wonder if other people are listening and like man that guy just there's nothing really wrong he just can't stop his brain i don't know just what if that's the case yeah what if that's the case be a little embarrassed i suppose i don't know i don't think i do this on purpose if i do I don't know how to control it. Yeah. Overthinking, right? Is that the yeah. what you want to call it? Or uh, ner- neurosis, neuroticism. Yeah, neurotic neurosis. I think where I get caught up is neurosis for me is worry. I mean. I am sort of worried. The reason I bring these things up to you is because I worry they mean something or I worry something's wrong. So like it's, it's interesting to me because maybe I've said this before. We, we got to a place in, in our conversations where we talked about dissociation. Yeah. And then we talked about association. Um, Dissociation has never been in, in this room 
has never been a huge thing that we've gone into great depth about. Yeah. And I don't know if that's disappointing to you at, to some degree because I think you and George probably talk about it or have talked about it. Yeah. No, um, no. And then the last the last couple of times we talked, we kind of, the second to last time we talked, we kind of danced around some things. And then the second, and then the last yep. last time we talked, we went right to it. And yeah. questions about how much do you need to know about your therapist? Yep. And um this doctor, you know, if Dr. Steve has a religious orientation, then how am I being affected by by His, religious tenets yep. that I don't even know about? And yep. um so so to me, that's what I'm I'm wondering about. Was there something particular about those conversations that oh, you no. that you walked away from and said, I'm being I'm being too hard or I'm overthinking this or No. I think it was more okay. so as I was listening to myself. Yeah. I just got the feeling that I was beating a dead horse, you know, or that I was, I had already, I clearly understood or knew what was going on. And I was just, I just was like digging, 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 you know, needlessly. Like, I don't know. I didn't hear someone who was like, I'm really struggling with this thing or I feel really lonely or I don't know. Maybe in a weird way that was just, uh, me sort of maybe my i don't know it's hard to describe so to me like out of the last two sessions the the latter one <laughs> ladder camp is that ladder what you're <laughs> i already knew <laughs> the latter one was the one that felt like we weren't really getting to things and then the second one the last one yeah the first one yep, compared yep. to the last one. the last one i feel like okay we hit we finally landed yeah. on what even alex that, wanted to talk about and even in that instance like you know what it is? I feel like I was judging myself because I felt like I was dancing around stuff. Yeah, I felt that in the first, first session. One. And in the second session, like I was like, I think I know what I'm trying to say here, but I'm clearly not saying it, or I'm not saying it with much conviction, or I'm just sort of... Because even when I was listening to that, I knew exactly what a question I wanted to ask you, and I didn't ask you. Still. The whole time. In the second one? Yes, the question I wanted to ask you, I'll just do it for the sake of this. What I find so fascinating about you as a human is you're very <laughs> open-minded. Uh-huh. And I don't understand, like, how do you juxtapose being open-minded and being curious and, like, experiencing all these I- I- ideals from other people and also hold on to, like, a really strict viewpoint of the world? Mm. Like, how do those two things exist at the same time? But I've since... That was the question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just dancing around dancing around dancing around and do you want me to answer you can sure yeah because i i think you have a you have a different view you have an outsider's view of what you of what you conceive as really strict and you you see outward observances and things like that rules and regulations dogmas and and to me knowing knowing the religious knowing my religion the way that i do i see that it's more expansive and I th- and I think that's also I th- I think I see it more expansive than a lot of people in the religion. Yeah, much like how you said, there's a spectrum of therapists. There's those who believe they have everything figured out. Yep. And then there are those who believe that they're on a journey and they're figuring it out along alongside their yeah. clients. Yeah. So and you said you fall in the latter camp. I'd like to think that, but I it's, I probably yeah. am. And so that to me, you know, I processed that. Yeah. Totally fine. And I remember talking about, I just saw George today. Yeah. And we talked about that a little bit. And he was like, 
yeah, I think just like anything else in life, people exist on a spectrum and you yeah. know there's orthodox and conservative and there's more uh, cultural yeah yes yeah yeah and i said yeah totally agree and th- so that's kind of a moot point because i wasn't i think i was just judging myself in terms of like i just seemed like a guy who wasn't saying what was on his mind yeah but that might be a surprise to you because you're like well we definitely it felt like you were getting at it yeah and that a session, but I don't know. Sometimes I, sometimes I have like an internal struggle of I know what I want to say, but I, I don't really say it. As I was listening to the podcast and I was trying to work through, you know, this feeling of judgment and sort of being annoyed with myself. Yeah, I was also like, how am I going to explain this to Doctor Steve? Because I don't even know how to articulate mm. it, and that was causing me to feel frustrated a way of looking at it sometimes i don't like myself sometimes i get sick of myself you know Mm. sometimes i get sick of how much i think about stuff it's exhausting i wish you could turn it off yeah that's why i drank Mm -hmm. that's definitely why i drank i just it can be really exhausting um sometimes it's great sometimes i'm grateful for it my thoughtfulness is what allows me i think to be a good writer a good director yeah it allows me to appreciate things um, it allows me to foster deeper connections with humans. So that's the question that I was going to go to. Does it allow that or does it put up a barrier? Like does your quote unquote overthinking or your tendency to think, however you want to look at it, does it become a barrier? Like are, yeah. are there people who are like, oh, Alec, I mean, it's like like you just explained with this guy from school. Like yeah. are you that guy for other people? So the reason I I think I brought that story up is because reminding myself of that friend was hard for me uh-huh. for that reason. Yeah, yeah. If I, have I, I become I, that Yeah, guy? there are people mm-hmm. in my life who are like, oh God, Alex is calling me. Yeah. Oh God, this is going to be intense. I'm aware of that. I try to do a good job of, you know, if I, I'll go on a tangent for about five, six minutes and I can read body language pretty yeah. good in yeah. social cues where I'll stop and be like, okay, now you talk for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just had a, so I had this road trip. I had this feeling, I had this thought. Um, I then had an EMDR session yesterday. Yeah. That, and we can talk about that later. That was really intense. Talked about the dissociation. Then I had a session with George this morning and we talked about, um, yeah, a lot of, we talked about my reaction to the EMDR and we sort of got into it. I sort of got angry with him because he was like, I was explaining to him the origins of my dissociation, my belief of dissociation. Yeah, yeah. I talked about how right after my big panic attack, I was afraid to go to sleep because I was afraid if I go to sleep, I'll die. Something happened in my brain, you know? I had injured myself and a blood vessel broke and if I go to sleep, I'm gonna die. I woke up the next morning, felt weird. I was like, oh God, I'm in a coma. Mm-hmm. I started questioning everything, yeah. you know, scary. every, fa- yeah. And, and George was like really surprised. Scary. He's like, oh, I didn't know that. I just got so mad. I was like, <laughs> you mother, we've been seeing each other for seven years. And so that anger turned into him asking me about, I don't know how we got here, but like my ability to connect with humans. And he pointed out, he's like, you don't make, you of all my clients, you make the least eye, amount of eye contact. Yeah. And he asked me about that. We talked about it. And I 
avert eye contact. Uh-huh. We ex- we, he asked me why that was, and I explained it. I think my thinking does get in the way of me connecting with people because, as I told him, I don't like looking people in the eye because it forces me, it distracts me from what I'm thinking. Like, it's hard mm. for me to exist in my brain. Basically, what I told him was dissociation, me digging into this dissociation through EMDR has been so challenging because it's it's enlightening. It, it's bringing light to the fact that for about 15 years of my life, I have existed so much in here. Yeah. To the point where I feel like I don't ex, you know, exist as much here. Out, outside of it. Mm-hmm. Outside and that affects my mm-hmm. ability to connect with people. I see people mm-hmm. as sort of objects, it, not in the sense of, you know, objectifying them, but like sometimes I see people like I see a chair or I see a cloud or I see a tree. It's just a thing in my environment. And the reason I look at them that way is because I'm so busy up here in my head already. So I don't have the space for more. And I don't know if that's fear or whatever, but when I look at people in the eye, I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, that's a human, you know, connect. They can look at how I feel. They might be able to observe how I'm feeling. And ultimately, I told George, I think I'm afraid that people will see what I'm really feeling because I do a good job of right now. You're probably looking at me and you're like, oh, he seems engaged. He seems calm. He seems normal. But there's so much, yeah, I think, disappointment. And, you know, there's so many things. And I'm mm-hmm. afraid there's fear. There's anxiety. There's a part of me. There's 3% of me that's not entirely convinced I'm here and that I'm not in a coma. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm afraid of people seeing that. And that's why I don't, I'm afraid if I look at people in the eye, they'll see sort of my soul or, you know, they'll see what I'm dealing with. And it was just fascinating. It just, again, the last week I've been confronting the reality of like how much time I spend in here. Grinding away. Yeah. And it is exhausting. Yeah. Um, some of it's good. Some of it leads to good things. Thinking about reflecting on things allows growth, right? Mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. there. But I, to your earlier question, this is such a long-winded answer. I don't know what percentage of it allows me to connect with people more versus what percentage of it keeps me from connecting with yeah. people. You know, just some thoughts. Um, my, my first thought went to Haley someone who is probably one of the closest people that you have. Yeah. And then that that's a that's an avenue you can go and say you know like give, give it to me straight, you know. Do you you know is my do I overthink, you know, and, t- and tell her just all the stuff that we just said yeah. or have her just listen to this podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm going to. Do. Right? Uh, you know like does my does my grinding away at stuff does it get in the way of our relationship and you know like so that's she's somebody that you care about. You've you've said you want to spend more time with her. You're getting yeah. married to her, like all these things. Yeah. Commi- oh, on that note, I should give you an update. Uh huh. We're not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dingus. <laughs> um, so so she would be one that could gauge, and if if she was able to tell you, you know, if she's able to say, yeah, I think she would like say, I want you to. Sometimes I want you to turn it off, and sometimes yeah. it's a real pain in the ass that you don't turn it off. She has, she has said that those, so sometimes I have a friend calling. He's calling right now? No, I have, oh my God. (sighs) 
You're smirking over there. Oh, you think you're so funny, Dr. Steve. My friend Colin, comma, and I, when we we talk about big brain stuff, you know, we sort of vicissitude. So you're talking about other people's brains. Yes. When she has said, like, I don't like it when you are just thinking out loud and Uh just get so energetic about that. But I think she would say, for the most part, you seem engaged. You listen to me, you know. But yeah, I would attribute that to the amount of effort. You know, it's like a, it's like a really, the the exterior seems calm and everything. It's a lot, a lot of energy to you know, to maintain. Okay, juggle all of this noise, but also pay attention to this person you, that you love yeah. and you care about. I can do it. Just uh, sometimes it's, it's sometimes it's a supreme effort. Yeah. So the second thought that I had after the initial yeah. thought being about Haley and her ability to give you feedback about this and how yeah, it wears yeah. on her or doesn't wear on her yep. is is like mindfulness and meditation. Like, yeah. you know, with meditation, it's like you're supposed to empty your mind, you know? And all I can think about is a SpongeBob episode where all he had to do was empty his mind. You know, empty I haven't seen my that. my mind, you know, just concentrate on fine dining. Anyway, that's a SpongeBob. Okay, reference. But, but, the, but the idea of... You know, how, how do I do that? How do I empty my mind? What could I do? Um, what what would Alex be like with an empty mind? Well, I just, okay, I had a panic attack. I thought I hadn't hit record, but I had. Alex with an empty mind. Yeah, I used to meditate. That is the goal. That is something I should, fo- you know, I can achieve that. Yeah, but is that is that like a five-minute goal? Is it like a I, lifestyle? I, used, I, don't, yeah. I don't see you turning this no, off. No, no, me Ever. Either. I think I see myself being more acceptable and more kind about it you accepting know? of yourself yeah 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 yeah. i think so too listening to myself and saying you know when you said oh i have some people who who have made the same observation i worry that they make that observation as a judgmenty Ooh, this is not good way as i think about that statement i think it's people who have said that are people who have not necessarily been to therapy before yeah and okay. people who don't know the context of this is actually Alex is yeah. doing actually what you do in, in therapy. therapy. Okay, yeah, and and he's being brave enough to open himself up, even given the parameters and safety yeah, nets yeah. that we have in here. Yeah, he's being brave enough to talk about the stuff that comes to his mind. So I discount. I don't. I I discount any judgmentalness. Well, that, that may come. My, I mean, that just go. That's something I wish I could. I would want to be more kind to myself in that, and not yeah. judge myself and not worry about that. Like, oh, okay, Alex, this thing that you're doing, people aren't going to like. I'd much rather be like, hey, this is an aspect of, of me that I can be aware of and um, keep yeah. in check in a healthy way and be proud of. And I, I, I think you need to forget what people think about yeah. it because it's your therapy. Yes. It's, you know, it's the stuff that's important to you and I do I have a yeah. deep deep seated sort of insecurity I think not relating to those people but I just have sort of a deep insecurity that something's wrong with me you know that there is something objectively wrong with me and do you think you'll ever get the answer to that I think my what I look forward to is allowing that f- voice to be there to know where it came from and to just say hey i ever i think everyone's afraid of that that there's something wrong with them i th- i think 
if human beings were 100% real with all their thoughts and feelings, most of us would look at other people and say, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. (laughs) You know, like... And to be more accepting. I remember having a, a supervisor who talked about having murderous thoughts. Like, that's... That's a little disconcerting, you know, yeah. like, or, or parents who are like, well, I, just for, you don't have murderous thoughts. I, I, I'm capable of it. Yeah. yeah that, no, this is a joke. So don't, don't push, push, me, don't push man. me, man. <laughs> it's funny you say this because I was just going on a walk with Haley and, um, I held her hand. She said, Oh, you want to hold my hand? You know, she thought it was cute. And I was like, well, if I'm being honest with you, Haley, I was just daydreaming about, pushing you onto the gravel floor, tripping you and you cutting up your knees and it's crying and asking why you did that. And I felt so bad about having that thought that I just naturally reacted by wanting to hold your hand to like apologize for the thought I had. And she just looked at me and was like, she laughed, but yeah. So I have thoughts of pushing and tripping Haley sometimes. Yeah. Dr. Steve's writing down in his notebook. No, my ear is itchy today. I'm sorry. Is that the inside of your ear? Yeah, it's inside I, my ear. I get that all the time. Um, I I think human beings have thoughts like that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to your question, do you feel like you'll ever get that answered? I don't want to answer it. I just want to be more accepting. I want to hear that voice and be like, this. that voice being there doesn't mean something's wrong. And yeah. we talked about this last session or two sessions ago, which was a huge takeaway for me when I was talking about my stress and stuff, which is like what I'm feeling and experiencing isn't a deficiency. It's not a a warning flag that there's something wrong with me. It's just a part of being human and accepting that. So this voice, this insecurity, the insecurities that I have, they are all parts of being a human and that's good. That's fine. It's a part of the process in a weird way. It's, it's wonderful. To be able to experience that spectrum of things, um, and I th- like acceptance versus mastery, you know. Yeah. So, I don't want to answer the question. I want to not beat myself up so much, and not uh, um, treat you know, not be so dismissive, and um, be more like validating, I guess. And in my mind, where I go with this for you is. A, a day when therapy is not something you go and do. Yeah. Yes. Like, like so to me, I think some of your journey with therapy is about mastery. I'm going to go and I'm going to figure out what this thing is. I'm going to kick it in the butt and I'm not going to have to deal with it anymore. I will master it and check it off the list. But I don't, but I think the day that you have more acceptance for yourself and I think you'll be like, I'm not sure I need to keep going in to do this. I'm not like, I, I think I'm good. Yeah. I think I'm okay with who I am. Yep. I'm not bothered by these things. I, you know, they don't strike me as wrong or, or they bother me, but it's okay but to be it's bothered. It's okay to be bothered. And it's part of my lived yeah. experience. And I don't spend my whole day ruminating. Gr- grinding away, ruminating on, on these things because I ultimately I've now I've come to believe that this is part of the human yeah. condition. Yeah. It's part of having that frontal cortex, that neocortex, that new brain. Lizard brain? That, not the lizard brain. Oh. The new part that, that overrides the lizard brain and oh, yeah, gives yeah, you yeah, the yeah. opportunity yeah. to think about having a fantasy of pushing Haley down and the, you know, like, 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and not acting on it. And not acting on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Like that 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 to me is like the the height of the human experience. Like I can envision these atrocities and I have the capacity to override because I because my being is not being threatened. I don't need to do that to protect myself. The fight, flight, or freeze, right? Yeah. So to me, that's the height of humanity. Akuna Matata. Okay. <laughs> hey, Disney, I'm just saying, Disney did it first. I mean, just in the sense of like, everything is exactly as it's supposed to be. What's Where my mind went as you were describing it, it requires, to me, you describe it as the new brain, but I thought about it as faith. Like, for me, there is a certain element of faith that I am okay and I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. And, and a lot of other people are feeling the same thing. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, I need evidence and I go online, I go on social media, which is good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, we don't need to dig into that. That's just, but I'm trying to collect evidence as opposed to evidence that I'm okay. Evidence that I am like everyone else. And I go online and I see I'm not like everyone else. So I start to feel fear because, oh no, I don't see people posting about how they think nonstop about a conversation they had with a friend four years ago. And that, you know, or. Um, right, because what they post is. Exactly. And it requires a certain amount of faith to even believe, for me to believe that statement. I am in a perfectly good spot. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just a human. And I'm like every other human. That to me is like, I'm going to have to believe that. I'm going to have to have faith. I'm going to have to trust that that's the case. Because I'd, lo- I'd love some proof, right? And I think that ties into me wanting affirmation and validation from people, like wanting people to be like, oh, dude, I totally am the same way. Yep, 100%. I do that all the time. Yeah, you started by saying, there's nothing wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed, I noticed that I was like, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I agree with that because I think part of the human condition is that there's always things wrong with us, right? Correct. So like, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fact. That's a function of being a yes, human being. Yes, I agree with. Um, that. and that I have these thoughts and I think yes. this way and my ankle is giving out and yep. like, like, okay, my brain is starting to give out or my brain is doing this thing and my ankle is, my knee, Mm -hmm. you know, needs this. And like, okay, this is a function. It could be a function of age, could be a function of trauma, could be a function of of whatever. But yes, the human condition. Mm -hmm. Like I don't get mad at myself or beat myself up because I started needing glasses. Right. Just, I was like, yep. Yep, and you did what you needed to do. Oh, this corrects it. I wear this apparatus (laughs) and it corrects it and I can see fine and I don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yet things to have to do with the mind, it's treated so much differently. Yeah. And I mean, we can't, you can't splint the mind. You can't put a cast on it. You can't can't see. You can't see the damage. People can conceptualize, oh, you got a broken arm. Yeah, I get that. You wear a cast, you you know, six to 10 weeks, whatever. Yep, yep. It's like, oh, you got a broken brain? Like, oh, so you're crazy? Or what does that mean? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not that there's nothing wrong with me. It's that there's nothing wrong with the fact that there might be some things wrong with me. Yeah. And, and so for me, where the rubber hits the road is, are the things that are wrong with me, is my way of yeah. doing the human condition 
does it get in the way of being fulfilled in relationships? Does it get in the way of being fulfilled in an occupation? Like, especially here in the United States where the system is kind of set up to, you need to, you need to contribute to society in some way to get money so you can buy food and stuff. I mean, if there are other systems out there where you don't have to do that, it may be less of a, an issue. Can but your human condition allow you to function in society? In in your context, right. Yeah. 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 Not cause you to commit crimes, break the law. Right. And yeah. and to me, that's that's the place where for a lot of people, you you use the word faith, right? Which was interesting to me because Yeah. Faith is many people have faith in a higher power, a yeah. higher being, some kind of being who's in control. Um, you were talking more about faith in the fact that the human condition is something that's shared. You know, like trust the idea that that I'm also having a human condition experience, and yeah, you know, as so, opposed to so it being Alex a personal, and, you, know, you know, deficiencies. Deficiencies, right? Yep. I use faith and trust because at the end of the day, it it just it's something I feel like I gotta believe. There's no no one's gonna give me a dissertation. Hey Alex, here's the proof. We figured it out. Here's the proof that yeah, you're good. And I've sought that, and I think that's why I've gone to therapists to be like, can you tell me? <laughs> can you got you're the professional doctor? Yeah, Steve. you've studied. Give you have the you know piece of paper framed. Tell me, but uh, yeah. So once again, that's like that calls to that continuum. You know, the therapist who can tell you everything. Yep, you're. You're whacked, and look, I can open up a book and I can describe to you chapter and verse this, of this, the symptoms, this, yeah. and and so and I can give you a, a diagnosis and a corresponding number that your insurance company will grab onto because you know, or the other side of that is, yeah, Alex, you may be a lot like everyone else. Yep. Yep. I mean, there's something reassuring about. Oh, it's figured out. Oh, it's measured, as opposed to ah, oh, it's a little unknown. We're just kind of, uh huh. We're yeah. all in sort of in this, this this mess. Yeah. So I think I think and I think your own story, the story you've shared in here, has been like it was good to know dissociation was a thing, and it was that was helpful to some degree, but then I think you can only ride that so far, and then you're like. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's a yeah. thing, and people have written about it, but I'm not, I'm not getting out of dissociation. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, not. Oh, I read about it, and I'm back to normal. Now I'm back to quote unquote normal. Quote unquote normal. Yeah, that was why I was so excited when I the first time I read because again, you had an answer. Oh, there was mastery. There, someone's got to study that then, and they know treatment, and it'll be. Fine. I don't have to worry about it. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a week, yeah. I think in the next session I want to dive into sort of the EMDR work because that was a, that was just a, my brain is just a little melted. Yeah, let's but, do it. But it's been it's been it's been good work. I mean, mastery, Alex is loving it. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. All right, but that will also. That you will you will come to a place where that will no longer do it for me. Do it for you. Yeah, I'm like an addict. 
Chasing I didn't a, say that. Chasing the magic dragon of knowledge. Maybe. Um, no, nah, I'm just. Let's wrap up here. We'll wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. We're way past our time. I got someone else coming in. <laughs> Thank you for your time, Doctor Steve. Thank you to the great people of Ireland. You, <laughs> you, you often end the podcast by saying, "Stay happy." Yes, you made a comment I, about that. I did. Yep. Did it, like, was Steve Harvey involved in any no, way? No, no. Um, like, so that's your catchphrase. Huh? Is that the tagline? Yeah, that's your tagline. I, I actually think your tagline should be more about be kind to yourself. Yeah. Well, I can't use that because Lester Holt does that on NBC Nightly News. Be kind to yourself and each other. So I'm definitely not going for... Just quote him. To quote the great Lester Holt. He copied it from someone else. I forget who. So, But yeah, because I think stay happy sort of implies that you have to be happy all the time, which, you know, I, I just more impossible. so mean that, which is... Be kind to yourself. Stay happy about the fact that you're sad or stay happy. You know, like, be it's okay. That's, that's what... It, it's okay. Be kind to yourself. Chill out. It's all good. You are loved. I say that there's a part in the Harry Potter movies. There's a flashback where the mom's talking to baby Harry Potter and she goes, You are so loved. Mama loves you. She's whispering that. And I say that to Haley sometimes. And Dr. Steve's shaking his head. You are so loved. Alex loves you. <laughs> Doesn't sound as creepy as it probably does here. Yeah, when we're off camera, I'll tell you my reaction. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm intrigued. All right, everyone. So be kind to yourself. You're doing a great job, and life is tough, and life is messy, and we're all in this together. So enjoy the ride. <laughs> okay. Is this something that works for you, Dr. Steve? <laughs> no, because you're trying to tie it up in a little little bow. Right. You're like, hey, it's all it's, better now. We had our half good. hour, and now we it's all it. better. We so did it's it. like Case closed. It's too messy. <laughs> life is too messy to, to wrap it up. Like, okay. All right, new catchphrase. I'm ending the episode. Goodbye.